It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. friends and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by our columnist Scott Davis for a look at Scott's column that's up on Gamecock Central right now. The headline is Paradise Found and Scott you had an interesting weekend a cruise to the Bahamas this Labor Day weekend in celebration of your parents 50th wedding anniversary and you had to find a place to watch the game all Saturday. (laughs) Absolutely happy 50th anniversary to my parents. I'm very very happy that they joined to get their hands in marriage uh, together 50 years ago because I wouldn't be talking to you right now without them. So uh, love you guys. Enjoyed the cruise. It was great to be with you. But, yeah, as, I, uh, as, as kickoff began to loom in the distance, it started looking more and more grim for my ability to watch South Carolina open the 2018 season against Coastal Carolina. For the longest time, I had a years-long streak going of never missing a Gamecock home game and many uh, road games as well. Um, Since I moved to Atlanta, I haven't been able to get to as many games, but I couldn't tell you the last time I've just never seen a Gamecock football game at all. In fact, I'm I'm not 100% sure that that has ever happened (laughs) since the early 90s so this was uh going to potentially end a very long streak of watch South Carolina football game in some form or fashion if I had not been able to nail down a vision with the game playing and fortunately by some stroke of luck as I was walking into the Atlantis in search of and in fact praying for a TV that had the SEC network on I actually found one in addition to a couple of Gamecock fans watching it. So it was a miracle, but I did see the game. The streak is intact, and South Carolina looked very good in its opener. Paradise Found is the headline of Scott's column that's on Gamecock Central right now. We want you to check that out. And the podcast that we do each week here with Scott accompanies his column. So we're talking about it here on Gamecock Central Radio. Scott, you took all the necessary precautions to make arrangements to watch the game. You knew you were going to be on this cruise but you found out uh, after you set sail that internet speeds in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean are not what you were hoping they'd be. They were not, and, and I even made sure to get a package that was supposed to be speedier than just the basic version you could get, but even still, we're not talking about a high-speed connection by any stretch of the imagination, and um, as I noted in the column, two days went by without me even being able to access my email. So I knew the chances of me uh, being able to watch a live football game was not going to happen. It was going to have to happen somewhere on the shores of the Bahamas. And I could not get an Internet signal uh, no matter what I did there. So fortunately, the Atlantis was there to save the day. And South Carolina's offense came out right from the beginning, uh, moving the football pretty much at will, and that was a lot of fun to watch. 
For those who've never been on a cruise, Scott, you're right that there's nothing like seeing the American people in all their non-glory, <laughs> and a cruise is a good place to do that. It sure is. It's just like when you go to the beach and look around and uh, uh, can't help but enjoy the uh, the pageantry of our fellow American citizens. Uh, it's the same on a cruise. It's all there for you to see, and uh, they got to enjoy the sight of me in a swimsuit as well, so I'm sure it was equally as fun for the rest of the people on the cruise, but uh, uh, an interesting group for sure. And uh, we actually left out of the port of Charleston, um, so there were some Gamecock fans and, unfortunately, Clemson fans on board the ship as well, but there were mostly people from all over the country, locations as far as you can imagine. So a pretty pretty interesting cross-section of our uh, our fellow countrymen, for sure. So tell us about Saturday, Scott, on this cruise. It ended up being shore day for you and the folks mm-hmm. on the on the cruise ship and you ended up in the port of Nassau in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful place. Uh, we, we spent our day at the Atlantis, which is uh, um, a, a gigantic hotel complex that's been built in the last 15 years or so. There's a casino there, um, tremendous selection of pools, water slides, all kind of water features. And it's, of course, right on the beach. The ocean, um, for anybody who's been to the Caribbean, knows it's just incredible, just shades of blue that you feel like you've never seen before. Um, it's crystal clear skies. Pretty much everything you could ever hope for for a relaxing day, unless you're a completely insane person whose sole goal that day is to watch South Carolina and Coastal Carolina play football in Columbia. So uh, I had to scramble, but in the end, we got it done, and and so did uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks. So you end up finding the game on TV, and there were a group of Gamecock fans uh, huddled around the TV watching the game, and as soon as you heard the tones of the SEC network on that television, Scott, you said God is good. You heard Matt Stinchcomb's voice. It was good to hear. You loved him. You loved the Bahamas. You loved the people of the Bahamas, the government of the Bahamas. Everything was good. It was one of those moments where you just feel pure happiness, uh, elation, relief, whatever you want to see it. As soon as I saw that small little circular SEC network logo in the bottom corner of that screen, uh, I couldn't even tell who the teams were yet, but I saw that logo and I knew it had to be us, and it, it was, and the game was literally just starting. So uh, I got to see the Gamecocks come out and fire on all cylinders offensively, and that first half as a whole was really pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, it was Coastal, not just an overmatched team in terms of talent, but Coastal playing just an unbelievable number of true and uh, redshirt freshmen, so not an experienced group the Gamecocks were taking on. But that being said, South Carolina, as we know, unfortunately, even when good, has really struggled to put away lesser opponents. Wofford's been a constant thorn in their side. We all know what they did against the Citadel a few years ago. Uh, Last year, when the Gamecocks won nine games, struggled mightily to defeat Louisiana Tech in the closing seconds of the football game, probably should have lost that ball game uh, at home. So you don't ever want to take a complete performance by a Gamecock football team and dismiss it with the simple, well, it was coastal, because for South Carolina, 
They just uh, don't always play up to the caliber with which they should play when they're playing lesser opponents. So it was a good sign to see them come out in the first game and, you know, a, a few sloppy miscues on defense that you might expect in a first game. But in general, they looked pretty crisp out there on both sides of the ball, and that was very exciting to see. Yeah, they did. Gamecocks handled business as they were expected to against Coastal Carolina. And several years ago, Scott, in your column, you started handing out game balls that you named after things that you immensely enjoy. So it used to be the Farrow mm-hmm. Cooper game balls, and now it's the Debo Samuel large pepperoni pizza game mm-hmm. balls of the week. And this year's first Debo goes to? It goes to Debo, which it absolutely should. He uh, looked to be not at all worse for the wear after spending almost all of the 2017 season on the sidelines. I mean, you think about how crazy – his season was last year. Turned the opening kick of the season against NC State for a touchdown. Returns another kick the very next week. Um, opens the game against Kentucky in South Carolina's first offensive series by taking a short pass across the middle and taking it to the house. And it's looking like Debo Samuel's getting ready to compile a Heisman type season. I know that sounds like hyperbole, but at that moment, it really did feel that way. It just didn't seem like there was anything he couldn't do. And then, of course, as we know, he goes down for the season in that very same game. South Carolina loses one of the most disappointing games in probably the last 10 or 15 years in that Kentucky game. And uh, it seemed like the season was going to sink. And fortunately, Coach Will Muschamp and staff did a phenomenal job keeping the Gamecocks afloat and ended up winning the Outback Bowl last year. But I think we just didn't know how Samuel was going to look after sitting out for essentially an entire year, had a very serious injury to come back from, and he looked exactly like his old self um, in this opener. He's very much going to be a weapon for South Carolina again this season. He's going to be somebody that defenses have to account for at all times, which is the kind of weapon on offense that South Carolina just, quite frankly, has often lacked over the years. So I heard a lot this offseason people saying things like getting him back is just like dropping a five-star recruit directly into your lineup. And it really is as, as cliched as that sounds. That's exactly what it's like, if if not even more meaningful, because he's an experienced player with a lot of reps under his belt. So I was very excited to see him on the field Saturday. Yeah, a lot of Gamecock fans were. Good to see Debo playing well. Back to health and back in form for the Gamecocks on Saturday against Coastal. Scott, you also give a game ball to Rico Dowdle, Gamecock running back, for his punishing running style. You want to see Rico get the ball more moving forward starting this Saturday against Georgia. And Gamecock defensive coordinator Tavares Robinson gets a game ball as well. Yeah, he he was out there in one of the hottest games ever recorded in Williams-Brice Stadium wearing a gray sweatshirt that looked, you know, thick enough for camping in uh, the Rocky Mountains in January. I mean, that was amazing. He he didn't even appear to be phased whatsoever (laughs) by the heat. And he's a guy that is not just a fan favorite, but a favorite of players and recruits as well. And that's the kind of guy that you want on your coaching staff. He seems to be someone to this point who can go into a living room and really uh, make a player feel like South Carolina is the right place for them to be, make their parents feel like that. 
And when you see him doing things like that, you know why kids love him and rally around him. And uh, he's just a fun guy to have on the staff for sure. Number deflated balls each week in your column, and this week no different. Scott, pick some of your favorites. Well, gosh, there were a few. I mean, South Carolina didn't. I, I don't want to say they struggled to stop Coastal Carolina's offensive attack because nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, I think Coastal only compiled a little over 230 total yards, which I think I read somewhere was one of the fewest, if not the fewest. Uh, totals in Will Muschamp's tenure at South Carolina. So Coastal certainly didn't move the football up and down the field, but wonky scheme that involved the quarterback moving around a lot, um, which is just something that South Carolina defenses have somewhat struggled with for really about as long as I can remember watching them. So that made for a few interesting defensive series for the Gamecocks. Um, you know, there were the heat, by all accounts, just appeared to be miserable. I could just just seeing the faces of the people in the stands. It just looked like one of the hottest games ever recorded, which is incredible because my memories of Williams Bryce Stadium through the years overwhelmingly are of being hot. I, not, I, I can literally count on let. I don't even need one hand to think of the times that I've been cold at a football game at Williams-Brice Stadium, but I can't even count the number of times where I felt like I was wilting hmm. in the heat. And so for that game in particular to stand out as one of the hottest ever, I can't imagine what that fiery inferno <laughs> felt like for the people who were there. Boy, it was hot. You know, I don't know that it was one of the hottest days in terms of the high temperature on Saturday, but – it was uh, one of these days where there was no wind. There was not a hint of wind. And the heat and the humidity just kind of settled in on Williams-Brice, and it was a really, really unpleasant day, <laughs> you know, in terms of the temperature. <laughs> so I think folks that watched mm-hmm. on TV were kind of glad that they had had stayed home for this game on Saturday. But uh, nevertheless, a big yeah. crowd at Williams-Brice. So, Scott, my favorite mm-hmm. uh, deflated ball this week was matching T-shirts on cruises. This is a phenomenon I was not familiar with. I was not familiar with it either, <laughs> Emerson, but I'm very familiar with it now. As soon as I stepped aboard, I noticed that uh, my group was one of the few who were not dressed exactly alike. I guess when you go on a cruise with a group of people, you're apparently supposed to go out and get matching T-shirts. <laughs> I saw those throughout the weekend. A lot of bridesmaids parties on this trip uh, for some reason. And and I mentioned one party, a bachelor party, whose members made the decision to wear gold Speedos to the pool, which was unfortunate for all of us who were hoping to enjoy a relaxing day by the pool. Uh, But, uh, you know, I, I do look at that as a missed opportunity for me. The fact that my dad and I weren't walking around the, the cruise with matching shirts is is a failure of imagination on my part for sure. And uh, if we do it again, certainly we'll we'll look to rectify that. Paradise Found is the headline of Scott Davis's column that's on Gamecock Central right now. I hope you'll check that out. Scott brings us a column every week throughout football season, and he brings us a fan's perspective here on Gamecock Central, and he joins us on the podcast on GCR to talk about it every week. Scott, good stuff this week, man. Much enjoyed reading your piece. Thanks very much. Thank you, Emerson. I just want to note I will be in Williams-Brice Stadium for the Georgia Bulldogs this week. Looking forward to it. It's going to be another hot one, but I'm excited about this one. Scott lives in Atlanta. He knows all about those dirty dogs. We'll come back. 
back and talk about them next week here with Scott Davis on Gamecock Central Radio. And I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.